Welcome back to another episode of The Football Fiends. That's right, The Football Fiends. The Hoop Fiends spinoff podcast rolls on, and as promised, we're bringing you some more off-season content. We hope to continue this pod in conjunction with our Survivor Fantasy Football League and usual NBA content all year round. Now, what is this podcast, you may ask? Well, we mentioned on The Hoop Fiends our love for ranking QBs, and it's something that we've been doing for four years now, and that's what this series will be geared around. This will probably be the least organized and least structured of any of our podcast series, but that's the fun of it. We're just going to hit record and go with zero prep. Sometimes these episodes could be 25 minutes, sometimes they could be an hour and 25 minutes. Sometimes we'll analyze the games, or sometimes we may not feel like it. We'll probably go off on many tangents and talk about a whole range of topics while ranking these QBs. It won't help that our plans to record these pods every Wednesday night, which will be following the new episodes of Survivor, so there'll probably be a fair share of Survivor content as well. And we'll plan to try and release these episodes every Friday. How it'll work is we'll go game by game, rattling off each QB stats, and then taking talking a little bit about each game. Eventually, we'll come to a consensus on their uh, the tier for each quarterback we'll fall into. The options are terrible, bad, average, good, and great. And once we're done, we'll pick a go to the week and a woe to the week from our pool of terrible and great QBs. The only rule is that if you win, you can't be the woat, and if you lose, you can't be the goat. As the year goes on, you'll come to realize that some of the criteria we'll use to rank these quarterbacks won't make any sense, and personal bias will come into account a lot. But again, that's the fun of it. Lamar could turn the ball over six times in the game. I will never rank him terrible personally. I'll have to be outvoted by the rest of the fiends. Now, what is the ultimate goal of this, you may ask? Well, again, there is none. At the end of the season, we do like to see all of the wacky quarterbacks that ended up making our list, while also recognizing the QBs that appeared as the GOAT and the vote the most. And going back and looking at all these old lists is always a hoot. Do you know that in week three of 2019, Kyle Allen was the best QB of the week? Well, we do. And Kyle Allen Coakley still has a special place in all of our hearts to this day. In general, it's just a fun way for the four of us to recap all the action each week. The fourth person being our stat man, JP, who will be joining us later in the pod as he recovers from a heartbreaking Giants loss on Thursday night. We'll introduce him then. But some combo of the four of us will be here every week to break this all down, and on rare occasion I might do it myself, because it's my, it's my baby. I love the QB rankings and the QB tiers. I take it. I love it. It's my favorite thing ever. So, now that we got you caught up to speed, let's get into it. Riley, John, it's great to be back on the mic with you guys recording. It's Happy absolutely to surreal here. to uh, start doing something that's been done late at night on PS4 chat rooms and Marist College dining halls. We're bringing it to the people. It's ranked the quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, we used to do this on Taco Tuesdays in the dining hall, <laughs> mid-taco eating. I used to, I missed that part of it. Now we're just doing it on Zoom and actually recording it. So no, nothing better than that, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, and it was so much fun when we were doing that that it actually convinced me that the tacos I was eating were good when they, when <laughs> they really weren't. Yeah, the yeah. Sodexo Maris tacos were not that good. But Everyone it, buckle in. This is <laughs> such a fun concept that it can get you through shitty dining hall food. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's dive into some football. How did it feel to, you know, be watching NFL football again on Sundays? Um, it felt uh, – it, it feels like how it always feels where I, I just get – just rushed with endorphins of just having it all on at once. And then when, it, when it's over, when I just come down from it, I'm like, oh, man, well, now I got to go back to work. <laughs> yeah, I'm, There's nothing uh, more stressful than, like, you're watching it on cable and then you hear the ads come in for 60 minutes and you hear that of the clock and you just know that your day is coming to an end. It's brutal stuff. But 
They even have the extra layer this year. I'm usually, you know, I, I have a reputation in the past of being a little little weak with fantasy football, but my idea this year was just the, the more leagues I jump into, the better I'm going to be at it. So I'm ch- checking three different leagues this year for the first time. It's a lot going oh, on, but it's great to have that kind of a, that kind of routine back. I don't know, as much as we like, I'm a huge fan, you know, coming off the Hoop Fiends pod, huge basketball guy. There's something super routine and um, – the appointment viewing of NFL football is really exciting. I love the primetime games. Looking forward to each of the week. It's just it's like a it's like a holiday rolling around each time of the year. I love to see it. Yeah, I mean, we well, always talk about how much of literal crap red zone feels like and watching red yeah. zone on an NFL Sunday. And there's nothing better than the five minute count. I love the five minute countdown before red zone starts yeah. it's the, the adrenaline rush i get and on even on week one it's like my favorite thing ever and then when scott hansen goes seven hours of commercial free football <laughs> it's i literally i was in atlantic city for the start of this and i brought my own laptop so i could put on red zone and just hear him say that and then turn it off i just needed that back in my life it's a tradition like unlike any other and i think the witching hour should be outlawed in some states if you're not oh, ready no. enough to handle it the witching hour is just as good. It's just everything about it was just so happy. And then, I mean, being in Atlantic City, like yeah, having every fun. single having every single game in front of me like that, it was not okay. It was like red zone times forty. What was the environment like for that? Did you have a lot of people with you for that? Was you in a big crowd? Was everyone else kind of on the same page to get sucked into the day's viewing? Well, so the place the place was packed, and it was. Uh, I, contrary to popular belief, uh, Atlantic City is actually like an Eagles town. It was a bunch of Eagles fans yeah, there. Right. So the main the main game on the TV was the Eagles Falcons game. That was the one with the volume. But it was so crazy because it was packed and everyone was watching a different game. But like, so people would just be like cheering and clapping, and then like you wouldn't know what they're cheering and clapping to. So you'd have to like look at every TV and be like, what's going on? It was way too absolutely much absolutely disorienting way too much and it's something that like i loved and i don't think i'd ever do again except for maybe once a year like i couldn't do it again so, yeah. you prefer you prefer red zone over watching it like that well it, it was just too much red zone alone is too much and then that was just on on top of it was just way too much and like trust me i it was i i like you guys need to do it once just to like understand what i went through <laughs> But, like, it was, like, Timmy J is probably the best one who can vouch because he was the only one as interested in football as I was there. I was, like, having a mental breakdown. It wasn't okay. But, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to say that if, if you can't handle it, I definitely can't handle it. Yeah. Even sometimes in red zone, I it makes me, like, literally physically depressed because I'm like, what what is even the portable life, man? <laughs> it's so bad. So and if you, if you too, like what always hits harder than anything else is when you do you know one to seven o'clock the one o'clock and four o'clock games red zone all day get the witching hour Scott Hansen being crazy by the time you finally get to the Sunday night game you just feel like you're coming off of speed. Oh, I I was like ready to pass out mid Bears Rams. I like couldn't. I was it was like coming down from a drug. It was like I'm not okay right Especially now. Especially watching Andy sleep. Dalton under the gun is really going to do it to you. Yeah, that put me to sleep as well. That's for sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, bringing up Andy Dalton, why don't we actually get into the nitty gritty and start ranking some quarterbacks for yeah. the fellows out a, there? Listening. A long ranking tradition that that we love. We've done it off air for years. I think it came up for the first time as we were getting ready to graduate school in our senior year, twenty eighteen. I think what sparked it was just realizing, like, wow, the, the line of quarterbacks this year is like pretty bizarre. You had Case Keenum, all these random names, and it made us like think, wow, how many good quarterbacks actually are there, and like, what does it mean? to be a greater quarterback comparing to pedigree, all these other factors. So 
it's, it's awesome. It's awesome to get a kind of zoomed out look at the league. Yeah, it's yeah, a really I, good time. I remember exactly actually how it started. It was a conversation between you two. John <laughs> was talking about Josh Rosen. And we, he was he was mentioning how Josh Rosen's performance was. And, John, you said something to the extent of, oh, like, Josh Rosen can't be, like, he's probably, like, the 16th best quarterback of the week, right. like, in the league. And so Steve was like, well, why don't we actually just rank all of them? And then the, you did in week one, and then you just have continued from then on. Just spiraled. It's a, it's a yearly tradition. We're going to do it for years and years. And happy to start broadcasting into it. So yeah. you just want to kick it off with that Sunday night game? We'll start off with Dalton. Well, yeah, yeah for I'm sure. To do it. I'll uh, I'll be the our our normal stack guy JP. He's kind of recovering from the Thursday night uh, Giants loss that just happened as we're recording this. He'll probably be hopping on at some point to take over his normal role, reading us the stats. But I'll I'll handle that for now. It's a very live podcast tonight. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I hope he's recovering okay and holding up. That was a tough loss for them. Yeah, if he doesn't yeah. make it onto this podcast, someone should put out a. Uh... A little inf- informant to go look for him on the path. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so Andy Dalton, our boy, went. Tw- well, not, I don't think he's anyone's boy, but whatever. He's a character uh, of our boy. <laughs> he's he a reoccurring tw- character of this uh, <laughs> of this system. That's the fun part about <laughs> ring quarterbacks too. Is we we know way too much about Nick Mullins because of this system. <laughs> it's nonsense. <laughs> it's re- really nonsense. Um, okay, Andy Dalton went twenty-seven to thirty-eight. For 206 yards, and he threw a pick. He had a 72.9 QBR. It, did he have a touchdown, too? No. Uh, <laughs> Justin I want to go, go bad. Justin Fields actually had the only rushing touchdown. Yeah, I'm going to say he was pretty bad. and He, he looked really horrible. Uh, I mean, I feel bad for Eddie Dalton because he's, like, clearly a really nice guy. Um, like, that's, like, the joke, obviously, everybody always says. But, like, nobody wants him there. Like, like what? Like, he he just knows he's gonna get fired. Nobody has any faith in him. Nobody wants him there. He plays like crap. I feel like the team is just kind of like going through the motions until he's done. I think he's bad. Yeah, it he just feels like the running the playbook of where you like have to run the veteran out there for four to five weeks and then midseason bring in the rookie when they should just be starting off the season with Fields. It's a really glaring sign of where this team's going. And I mean, it's it's a bad quarterback for me. It gotta go bad. Yeah, I mean, he was put in such a bad position this year. It's like I don't, I don't know what Matt Nagy is doing. He's yeah. just—he's the only one who hasn't came into the pressure and started the rookie quarterback. But I mean, the only debate was whether or not Dalton was terrible or bad this week. And I—I I don't know. Watching him play, it was like he didn't look horrible. The stats aren't great, but like he—he he just tried his best. The team was just getting routed by LA. Yeah. I'm, re- yeah. I'm really bad. He's definitely yeah, not even, it, like, an all-time terrible quarterback, too. He's just never going to be a quarterback you're going to, like, ideally work around a Super Bowl contending team around. Well, and, and no. I think something that makes our ranking of the quarterbacks so pure is that we take into account, like, different defenses and different mitigating factors. And right. I think Andy Dalton, this uh, play against the, the Rams' defense, which may very well be the best defense in the league, so I think that's a huge, huge plus yeah. for him. Granted, I don't think he would have been that much better if they were a mediocre defense, but we'll let him have this one. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he felt terrible before losing his job, though. That wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility. Uh, I think I think it's almost a guarantee. <laughs> yeah. Uh, over under three weeks until he's taken out. I Like, I would probably say over because, like, I don't 
I feel like at week four or five, that was actually a good line you just said. Because I feel like he might play three and then get taken out. So I don't even know what that what that would mean. I guess I think that's he gets taken under. out like mid game before. Yeah. I mean, it's just what are they waiting for? <laughs> like it, yeah. I don't know. Um all right. On the on the flip side, I mean we had one of the probably better performances of the week. Stafford in his debut with the Rams went twenty to twenty six for three twenty one, three touchdowns, no picks, and a one fifty six rating. Which is that perfect? It might be perfect. I don't remember what the perfect rating is. I don't remember what the perfect. I f- I feel like it wasn't perfect because if it was, I feel like I would have heard, "Oh, Matt Stafford had a perfect QBR right. rating." Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's probably pretty close. But he did. I mean, he looked great. Like that was probably as good of a debut as he could have. Anybody could have expected or wanted from him. The Bears' defense isn't awful, and on a Sunday night, that was a great performance. I thought. I, yeah, I mean, I if, if we were doing rank the coaches, you got to go Sean McVay. If you're going to rank them based <laughs> purely off of how happy they must be, he must be so happy just to finally have a guy that he can, like, work around his offense and have Goff off his team. Yeah, if we're going pure eye test, uh, uh, he's, he's a go to the week, possibly. I mean, we'll see down the line, but he's definitely falling in for great right now. Yeah, I I don't want to be – I don't want to be the, the poo-poo guy, but I feel like the two touchdowns that Stafford had – were like busted coverage touchdowns that he kind of was just able to just like walk into. So like obviously while it was still impressive, um I don't think that it was like as special as like some people are making it out to be. But, but again, I, I don't want to poo-poo him. He was great. He looked like he was on fire. The team looked like it was firing all cylinders. The team looked cool again. Like remember when the Rams yeah. were cool? Yeah, they, yeah. they literally yeah they looked cool again. I like that. Like, like prime Todd Gurley Rams. Yeah, when they were fun. And, like, we were missing that for so long because we were doing with stinky Jared Goff, who, spoiler, may not be that stinky. And, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I was very excited with him. I would say great. For, uh, great I'm, showing for Matt I, I'm with you. Lock, lock him in a great. We'll see. Potential goat. I'm with it. All right. So, let's – do you want to roll it back now to the start of the week on Thursday night? So yeah, let's take all, back. Off. all right. I mean – that, uh, that, that was probably what the game of the week, if I had to say. This, uh, Tampa Bay and Dallas, that game was awesome. And I'm, I'm excluding the Ravens game because I don't want to talk about that. But uh, both, the quarterbacks, yeah, both quarterbacks were absolutely amazing in this game. Uh, we'll start with, start with the loser. We'll go with Dak. Dak was 42 of 58 for 403 yards, three touchdowns and a pick, a 101 rating and 13 rush yards. I want to go good. Yeah, I mean, it's – I want to go good. I think I think he was great. I'm gonna be pretty honest. Uh, I, it, it's hard because I he he's put in a situation where he has to throw all the time, but like every time he does, he looks incredible. And it, it, it's also just crazy to think that he came off like an absolutely brutal injury, like one of the most brutal injuries I've ever seen on television live. Um, Oh my like, God. I still get flashbacks to you and Dan sitting with me on the couch in my house that day. And yeah, poor Dan, like, we're watching a quarterback break his leg, and we're like, "Oh my God, what do we see?" Watching his NFL him? future, watching the NFL's his favorite NFL player's season just like collapse. I mean, it folded it, in an absolutely unnatural direction. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Was that yeah. the same night that the Heat lost in the finals too? I think it. Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> that was the night of meltdowns. A lot of that was an awful crushed. day. That was an awful day. Yeah, but, was uh, a... I, I mean, uh, getting back on track, 
I, we we already told you guys that we're gonna get way off track on this thing yeah. all the time. It's you gotta buckle in for this one. But, uh, one at home. <laughs> yeah, but we uh we like to take in the story the storylines a lot into account when we rank these guys. Uh, just like we do in the NBA, we love our storylines. And I think Dak coming back from the ankle surgery first game, I like to say I think I would say great. I think he did everything he could have been asked to do, but just the team came up short more so than him. Yeah, there's, exactly. there's this cloud that's always hovering over the Cowboys too, just like a team that can never really show up or rise to the occasion. So for them to meet the defending Super Bowl champs at that level, yeah, I, I can be swayed to great for sure. Cool. I, as a Cowboys hater, I I think this is my favorite thing with the Cowboys is that they're not going to win any games because their defense is so bad, but like they're so fun and entertaining to watch, and Dak is so likable that like. I'm I'm excited to watch them like when they're on TV. If that makes any sense. Absolutely, yeah. their offense is superpower. Like sometimes watching it, watching it run. Their defense is so bad that it makes the games entertaining too. Yeah, and I think their defense is only going to get worse because I think they just lost <laughs> to Marcus Lawrence. So yeah. like, not good. All right, on the other side, we'll go with Riley's favorite quarterback. Tom Brady went 32 of 50 for 379, four TDs and two picks that really weren't his fault. For a 97 rating. Wow. Okay. Well, I thought I was going to have to be the one who come out and biased and say it, but Steve is the one who brought it up. Well, so I Brady- I am the stack guy today. I have to bring up the facts, and those picks weren't his fault. Although I will still be holding them against him because he had two picks. Yeah. I again, I, I thought it was a very impressive uh, performance. It's, it was. It, it. I don't even know how impressive it was actually. More just that it was just like vintage tom brady like when he got yeah. the ball back when he got the ball back, like a minute 20 left like down by three like did anybody think the cowboys had a chance to win that game like everybody knew that no, everyone the bucks could win. yeah they were oh even the bucks knew i mean even the cowboys probably do yeah see yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna throw out my bias and say tom brady was good not great <laughs> oh okay John, I'll go. Doing? I'll go great because I was kind of surprised. Oh, I think God. He like, God damn it, <laughs> he flexed his ability to throw the long ball a little bit more than I thought. He was really connecting with Antonio Brown downfield more than I thought he was going to be. Yeah, I, I brought that up on the uh, on the fantasy football show, um, but it it's kind of worrisome that like we all everyone just forgot about Antonio Brown. Like it, he's like one of like the three or four best wide receivers like ever, probably. And oh, like he's now fun. like he's like the third option, and he's he's not like in his prime, obviously, but he's still like really really good. I bet he could have like a Pro Bowl caliber year, like if he if they wanted to. He's just got so many weapons to work with, and he's working. He's really spreading the ball out a lot that game. So I think I can I think I can go great for Tom as much as I was counting make. on you, John. I needed you to say good. <laughs> I'm usually a doubter on him. I feel like he's really. I feel like he. I, Tom Brady the past few years, that's, that's definitely with the Pats for me. I think about Dink and Dumps to James White and Sony Michelle, but he was really airing it out. I know. I was just going to get hung up on the two picks and protest for good. Well, we'll leave it to Riley. Riley's the deciding vote. What's he going to vote? I, I think he was great. <laughs> Damn I, it. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I thought it I, I, I mean, yeah, great. he like was. That is fair, but I just was – I hate him. It, it, it was one of those things where, like, what was crazy about that showing is that Tom Brady's been around for so long that it's crazy that he's still doing things that are impressing people. Like, don't you feel like by this point, like you, you just kind of would assume that he is what he is. But the fact that he's been, you're right, John, like he's still got like his deep ball and he's like, he's like revitalized Gronk. Like Gronk is like a back. Nuts. 
Well, yeah. I think an interesting part of it too is like on the Patriots, he was like running around with lacrosse players and white wide receivers that like probably had no business being in the NFL if it weren't for Brady. But now he has an elite offense around him for like one of the first times in his career. Like he's had guys like Moss and whatever, but these guys are like legit. We're really good without him. And now they have him and this offense is terrifying. Yeah. And my, uh, my yeah. guy, Todd Bowles, he's running one of the best defenses in the league. Like they were able to just completely bring back. I think they're the only team to like run back the same exact squad from last year. And they're the defending champs. So when you can have that kind of continuity, they're actually practicing together for the first time. They didn't get to practice going into the 2020 season. Like, they're just going to be a scary team to work with. And having that excellent of a defense takes a lot of pressure off of him. Scary stuff. Yeah, yeah it, it's crazy. Like, I can't even imagine, like, just, like, plugging everybody together and being like, all right, so we're just going to do this again, right? Yeah. Like, nobody wanted more <laughs> money. Everyone's just like, yeah, we're happy. We're just, what, where we are, we're, we'll, we'll, we'll win another Super Bowl. I'm done. I hate it so much. Um, go Pats. Go Bill. Bill's got Bill's to gotta win it and defeat Tom this year. It's my only way I can get some – Sanity back. <laughs> All right. what, game, what game you guys want to do next? Um, yeah, I got. I would like to talk about uh, I, Mr. Trevor Lawrence and Mr. Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> I, my boy Tyrod. <laughs> this was looking like it's gonna be like the uh, the woke game of the week going into it, but it, yeah, but it turned out to be like thought. offensive build. <laughs> yeah, uh, we could start. We could start with the loser again, Trevor Lawrence. He, his first NFL game, I feel like we should hold that into account a little bit. Went 28 for 51, 332, three Ooh. touchdowns, three picks, 70 rating, and lost to, again, one of the worst teams in the NFL. So there's a lot to like to account for here. I kind of want to be harsh on Trevor. I feel like he came in with, you know, obviously being the number one overall pick. He's never lost a game in, his, in the regular season in his career, high school or college. And I kind of feel like he should have shown up a little bit more against this terrible Houston team. No one's expecting a lot out of Jacksonville, but these types of games, they, they got to win. I, I feel like this, this was a bad outing for him. Yeah, I'm with you, John. Like, I um, – everyone's obviously very quick to say the Jags are bad because, I mean, they definitely are. But I feel like in terms of offensive weapons, they're actually pretty set. Like, I like, like, DJ Chark and Marvin Jones and Chanola, their receivers. Absolutely. James Robinson's really good, too, as a running back. I, they should be able to, like, rip off some good offensive drives. And, like, Grant, he was able to get a couple touchdowns in there. I think he, had, he finished with three touchdowns. But, yeah, he he had, like, flashes of brilliance. I Like, a lot of these some rookie quarterbacks, I think he had flashes of brilliance, but – Overall, I was left kind of disappointed with him. Yeah, I I mean, looking at it uh, through a lens, I probably would have just looked at those stats in general for his first game and probably leaned average just for like, I, I mean, a lot of things went wrong, but a lot of things went right. But just going against, like you said, the worst team in the NFL, I think it has to be a bad performance. Yeah, exactly. Everybody thought the Texans like were going to be god-awful. And I mean, like, great, they still may be because they were playing the Jaguars who – Probably are like the second worst team in the NFL, but yeah, it's whatever. I, I mean, I think Trevor will be fine as like like overall, but it's just kind of weird that after like so much hype, like that's the game you start your NFL career off with. It just wasn't that interesting. Yeah, it looks very flat. And for our guy Tyrod, like wow, I feel like he, he's always been one of he's always been a favorite of yours, Steve. Right? Speak on Tyrod oh, for a little bit. Yeah, I, I'm probably the biggest Tyrod fan on on planet Earth ever since he was with the Ravens. He went to the Bills. I bought a Bills Tyrod shirt. 
then he started for like started for the whole year and then oh, I don't even get to start about Nathan Peterman god that guy <laughs> hurts my my eyes but uh, I mean he was he was really good in this game Tyrod went 21 33 for 291 and two touchdowns and then added 40 rushing yards and had a 112 rating I mean yeah again he they weren't playing a good team but Nobody expected them to win games, and he won a game. I thought it was pretty impressive. I, I, I really I like he for his career is just perfectly average. Yeah, and he was yeah, sure. sure. I I think uh, I I usually like to like call us out in like our hyperbole whenever like we we say something that just like sounds so out of whack. But in this <laughs> case, I I really think it's right, Steve. I really think you are the biggest Tyrod Taylor fan on the planet. I don't yeah. think there is another there is another fan. I think you I, really are. Yeah, I don't think anybody else gives a shit about him. Everyone's like, oh, Tyrod, he's okay. And the, the, the Chargers doctor tried to assassinate him. And Nearly I was murdered. A, I was, like, in a panic. I'm like, Tyrod, are you okay? Like, I need you to play quarterback. And everyone's <laughs> like, oh, just, the Justin Herbert guy. I'm like, well, what about Tyrod? He had a chance. <laughs> it's very He's very easy to root for because, yeah, I feel like he always gets kind of passed over to these young and up-and-coming up guys or just he's in a bad system. So I definitely always root for him. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, he, I think he's got – he usually gets the treatment that Andy Dalton is currently getting. Everyone's like, all right, well, once this idiot's out of the way, then we could actually have fun with a much better, interesting quarterback. And like that, that's probably not fun to ever have to deal with. So it's good that he's kind of just got a team all on his own, even though that team has no expectations. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm saying good. I think he was good. I don't care if it's biased, but I think he was good this week. Oh, I, I think he was pretty good too. There was – I, I wish I could nail down the exact throw, but there was a throw he made to, to Brandon Cooks. For Cooks, yeah, to Cooks. For, was, for like for 40 yards. And it was like, if Patrick Mahomes did it, we'd be seeing it on like Twitter every <laughs> single day. Like, it was incredible. It was an incredible throw. I'm in. I'm, I'm in. Good performance from Tyrod. Vote, John? Yeah, I can, I can move over to it. I think definitely because I think for the most part, people would expect the more exciting Lawrence and the Jaguars to get this win. So for him to overcome odds, yeah, I like it. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. He is the definition of average in general. But I think this game kind of like stuck, stood out a little bit. I thought it was a good performance. If they lost, I probably would have said average. But the fact that he was able to win a game, I'm good with good. I, I, I think it was definitely – it stood off because it was a statement to show that like this team – Granted, they're still pretty bad, but they're not like a disgrace of a joke where even like the Jaguars can beat up on him. Like they they're going to be frisky. That division yeah, is just all over. I don't know what to expect from that division. We'll get to the. I mean, maybe we can get to them, but the Titans did not look as dominant as they should at all. That that division is really bizarre to me. I don't yeah. want to touch that at all. Yeah, why don't we? Why don't we hop right into that? I mean, they they got routed by the Arizona Cardinals. Ryan Tannehill, I wish uh, – we probably should have saved Tannehill for when JP hopped on. But Tannehill went 21-35 for 212, a touchdown and a pick. He had he added 17 rush yards and a touchdown and his rating 74. He's usually the king of QBR. And he and he didn't have a good one. <laughs> How about that? Horrible. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm yeah just... I mean – Oh, yeah, you can go, right? I was going to say, I, I would say that's – I would say that's pretty bad – considering like the weapons that he has and the expectations of this Titans team, I think it's very disappointing. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I actually was going to say terrible just based on these expectations alone and how he kind of, I mean, they were expected to win that division easily. Like John brought up and 
they got absolutely destroyed and opening day had no game plan. And a lot of that was just the whole team. But I think he was a big part of it and why they were bad. And I honestly want to say terrible. So I'll leave John with the deciding vote. I'm going to go bad. I mean, going terrible, I think, could be a bit steep because I think he definitely was let down by not just himself, but I think the rest of the team looks pretty bad out there. Like Derek Henry kind of break through. Like none of the weapons are really going. So I don't think it's entirely Tanhill, but I, I, I push for bad for him. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm for it. That's fine. And, but my, I mean, my Chan- thing is, Chandler I'm just Jones anti- like ate him. Yeah. I'm just yeah. an anti Tannehill guy. Like, I just want him to be really bad. I don't <laughs> think it's the real. I mean, I saw some like ESPN package for him being like, yeah, it's crazy to be considered one of the greats in the league right now. I'm like, whoa, 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 Ryan. Let's, <laughs> let's, 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 let's get a couple more playoff wins. It is amazing to like, we were there. Were, no one was even thinking about him a few years ago when he was like wrapping up his tenure on the Dolphins. It's, it is a pretty amazing comeback turn here on the Titans, but I, I definitely don't think I want to fully buy into Ryan Tannehill yet. Does that sound stupid? I mean, I haven't and I never will. I mean, he could be as good as he wants, and I'll probably never buy in. Yeah, John, I don't think that's stupid at all. I, he, I just have so many like PTSD flashbacks of him as the quarterback of the Dolphins, and he was just so boring, and the offense could never string anything remotely interesting together. Um, and so, like, I've I've never been a fan. I've always been kind of a doubter, and I just recently started, started like, buying in a little bit more just because I feel like the offense was finally starting to come together with him. But, yeah, that was a pretty disappointing showing. I mean, I, I still have faith in the Titans that they can, will be able to turn right. it around, but kind of weird that, like, they weren't able to hold up with the Cardinals when – we don't even think the Cardinals are going to make the playoffs. No, I mean that's just an insane. That's that's that division's like the opposite of the AFC South. The NFC West just looks like it's going to be a dog fight all year long. Yeah. Oh yeah. We, should, we got to talk about Kyler. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, as as much as we can shit on the Titans, we probably got to give praise to Kyler and the Cardinals. I mean, Kyler went twenty-one to thirty-two, two hundred eighty-nine yards, four touchdowns and a pick, and he added twenty rush yards and a touchdown and had a one twenty-one rating. So he had five touch, total touchdowns and a pick. He's definitely, a fantasy, definitely a fantasy goat. Oh, yeah. He was the fantasy goat of the week for sure. And how like, we've mentioned in our fantasy podcast was a huge reason why JP was able to uh, have the highest score of week one. But, I mean, I, I'm still saying great for regular performance too. I mean, exceeding expectations, leading the team to the win over a team they probably weren't supposed to beat. I thought it was a great performance. Yeah, I, I was very impressed. I, I feel like with – with Kyler, everybody was kind of quick to anoint him as, like, the next – like, in the next vein of, like, Mahomes and Lamar where he was just, like, going right. to break out immediately. And, like, he was good last year, but obviously he didn't have, like, the breakout that everybody thought he was going to. But he looked just as good as, like, how, what everyone was hoping for in this game. This is exactly, like, what everybody expected from him coming forward. And this is just – it's crazy when you watch, like, the highlights of him just, like, scrambling around and, like, throwing up bombs that, like, you, everybody wanted him to play baseball. I know. Can you ever yeah. imagine it? When you're seeing him, like, dart out of the pocket, that's what blows my mind about Kyle is he can make these super accurate throws and go deep when he's just, like, full-on sprinting towards the other end of the field. Well, dude, if if he ended up playing baseball, he'd probably still be in the minors. But at this point, he's, like, a star quarterback, like, one of the best quarterbacks in the league already. And he's, like, I would have legitimately – I would have forgotten about him already. Like, yeah. Like a person. It's like he might be like 
the A's might be like, should we call him up for a postseason push? Like that might be the storyline revolving around Kyler right now. Now he gets yeah, to exactly. be like one of the best football players. It's like, oh, remember when he was like going to be a baseball player instead of being like a very boring baseball player? It's like, oh, wow, he could have been in the NFL. Yeah, and that and that's the issue with baseball, and that's probably the reason why there hasn't been a baseball fiends show yet because <laughs> it's just boring. <laughs> like, yeah. and- trap me in a room for a couple of days, and I couldn't come up with a the concept around the baseball fiends, man. I, yeah, I could probably do an hour or so on just how much I hate the New York Yankees this year, but that, that's about it. I'm done for that. <laughs> that actually yeah, I would, fun. I might just I do that, that. And just re- release it on the hoop fiends. You even. might feel just better just to get it get out of your system. Well, dude, they're so bad. They're so <laughs> incredibly bad. They just lo- Riley made fun of me last night about like blowing a game to the Orioles. And I was like, ah, oh, we actually we came back and won. And so hot, but then tonight they just blew it again. They were up two one and blew a game to the freaking Orioles. It's so infuriating, and I can't stand any of it. Well, I'm just happy like the the high that everybody had with Rizzo at Gallo joining the team is now like gone. Everybody, yeah, we, yeah, we we hate Gallo now, and Rizzo got COVID and has stunk ever since. And it's like this: the things this team has done just to ruin my spirit are incredible. The Mets loss we talked about it in the last spot already, but the Mets loss when they literally want to fight the Mets. They literally that was fight them. That was the best yeah. thing for it. It was baseball. a great baseball game. I enjoyed it for the baseball game. But the Yankees, how do you lose that game when you pick a fight with the other team and you're like, all right, well, you guys can have it. It was literally you could have it. And the other <laughs> team is the Mets, too. Like, they've, like, beaten the Mets awesome. for, like, 60 years. Really Lindor cool. is now a villain forever at <laughs> Yankee Stadium, and I yeah. love it. <laughs> I, we, but that – me and JP were actually talking about that because I was watching it with him, and it's like – that was Lindor's moment because now Yankee fans yeah. hate him and Mets fans love him. So, like, that was a huge moment for him. It was his New York baptism. Oh, God. All right. Anyway, back to uh, back to our quarterbacks. Uh, <laughs> we want to pick another game. What game do you want to do? Uh, want to stay in the NFC West and bump over to the Seahawks game? Let's Russell do it. Game. All right, good. Cause I, let's just get this one out of the way because I actually didn't think I watched or paid attention to anything that happened in this game. So, let's just talk about it. Yeah, uh, this was probably this actually this game was on the bottom right corner in AC, so I didn't watch much of it either. But uh, we'll start we'll start with the Colts and the loser Carson Wentz in his debut with the Colts went twenty five of thirty eight for two fifty one two touchdowns and twenty three rushing yards for a one hundred two rating. The the Colts are the definition of team that's on on the TV in the bottom right corner, so I'm not really <laughs> watching it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I don't think anyone at all cheered anything in that game, so I never looked at the screen once. But uh, except the Tyler Lockett touchdowns on the other side, which we can talk about when we get to Russ, were cool. But I mean, I don't know, average. Like maybe I could say good if they won, but like I, I'll say he didn't do bad. So like I'll say average. Yeah, I, I would say average. average. Yeah, yeah, he he may yeah. he may be like the new. Uh, he's like having like a reverse Ryan Tannehill career. Where he yeah. was like really electric and cool oh, at the beginning, yeah, and then he just like spirals down out of control. Yeah, now he's just like mediocre and kind of lame. I yeah. kind of seems like taking. I mean, I'm not sure what what's his contract in Indianapolis. Like, is he set there for a while? Well, he, if he, not, said, he signed a massive one in in uh in Philly, and then they traded it to him. So they're just. I mean, stuck I'm just with gonna see like teams like taking a flyer on him going forward. I don't know if he's gonna be like super like exciting like adrenaline push for a team but he's a lot of people are always going to see him as someone that can like get the job done in the right circumstances i just don't think he has that many weapons around him in the colts 
Uh, on the flip side, I mean, it's going to be hard to argue against great for Russell Wilson. He went 18 of 23 for 254, four touchdowns, and a 152 rating. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I'm, I'm, pretty... I'm excited to keep our radar on Russell as the uh, as the weeks go on because I feel like weeks like eight through ten, it's always like, is he the MVP this year? And then he and then he collapses. Yeah, this is literally the same thing every year. He always starts out good, and then everyone's like, oh, What's this it? is finally the year he'll win MVP, like you said. And then he stinks. Uh, is this the time where everybody else gets sick of? I, I've I've been on kind of an anti Russell Wilson kick for a couple of uh years so I, I hope this is what turns everybody over i just think it. he's Everyone... like such a nice and cool dude i like have trouble not rooting for him i don't yeah, know I, get very sick of him. I, I was i was definitely big on him like when he was younger and he was you know went really late in the draft and definitely found himself in the super bowls way earlier than anyone thought I he feel, would so. i feel like you have natural like reason to root against him though because of that early super bowl and just the beef that went on between your two teams too riley that probably helps in like a reason to root against him yeah, I've always just kind of just not liked the Seahawks. I don't really, I don't really know. You're, you're never Pete Carroll, right? You don't like Pete Carroll. No, I don't like Pete Carroll. And, I, <laughs> and, and that one, that one, I really have like no reason to it. He just like kind of pisses me off. Like the look of him pisses me off. He's, he's a pretty serious guy. Yeah, he takes his football seriously. I, I can't imagine like him cracking too many jokes in the film room. In the in the in the Russ versus Pete Carroll debate, though, I go, I go Russ 100%. I'd rather hang out with Russ than Pete Carroll. <laughs> yeah, I agree. For sure. All right. Why don't, we, uh, why don't we head down to Foxborough for Riley's favorite team and talk about his rookie quarterback? The, oh, the Alabama Bowl? Yeah, the Alabama Iron Bowl. Bowl. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, so, we'll start, we'll, start with, uh, we'll start with them. Why don't we start with Mac Jones? He went 29 to 39. For 281 in a touchdown and a 102 rating in the loss. How do we feel I would about say, it? Leave it with you first. All right. I, I think it's an impressive rookie outing. I would say as a quarterback outing, it's average. I think it's, yeah. I think it's an impressive rook, rookie outing, but as just an overall quarterback yeah. outing, like he, he looked good. Like he looked good out there. But uh, like I agree with you. Maybe if he wins, I, I'd be willing to say good. But I think I agree with you. Your average performance, if he's able to pull out a win, I would have said good. Yeah. Yeah. I want to lock him in there, too. I feel like he's going to kind of teeter on that all season long. Like, he'll have flashes of being good and then always have this baseline of being average. He looks very calm, confident in the pocket. I would, I would definitely – I feel like he's not going to scare you too much at all this year as a quarterback. He looks like he's been doing this for a long time already. Yeah, that's the thing is he's not – he doesn't make, like, risky or stupid throws like on like the run or anything, he just, he seems very smart in like what he wants to do. He, he, he isn't like, uh, like what Daniel Jones is or something. No. Like, I, I mean, he already looks way better than Daniel Jones. Like, yeah. And he had one game. Absolutely. And I um, mean, we can go over to it, but I think he already looks way better than Tua. Yeah. yeah I mean, Tua, Tua is a very divisive, dis, what's the word? Decisive? No, not decisive. Divisive. divisive. Yeah. Divisive quarterback because, uh, you know, I don't know. He uh, he like has flashes. Some people just love him. Some people are just like, ah, oh, he's an Alabama system QB, which I'm kind of more on the side of. I don't know how you guys feel, but I, he didn't look very good against the pass. They just like found a way to win. Yeah, no, it. He has the stat line of someone you think played better than he did. Like he didn't really look that great. He didn't look confident out there at all. And it, it's crazy to think that like some guy who. We were all so hyped for, and we were there. There was like a tank for Tua, 
like mm-hmm. slogan going on beforehand. It's just like gonna be mid. Like nobody thought that. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. I don't think he has anything. I don't. I don't think he has too much of like uh, incentive to scramble or looks too too comfortable in his position. I don't think the Dolphins be all that comfortable about him. It was weird how long they took to hush away Deshaun Watson rumors in the offseason. I'm not sure how much they really believe in their own quarterback. They eventually did, but the way they handled that situation was really bizarre. They let it go on for way too long. Yeah, you're right, John. Like, I feel like that – like, when that gets brought up and you really aren't going to trade for him and you're sticking with it, you got to nip that in the bud, like, immediately. You can't, like, be like, oh – Yeah, exactly. No, it's a pretty bad look, and I don't think it inspires that much confidence. I – I was more impressed with Tua this week than I have been like his entire career so far, but I think there's still a long way to go before we're like set on him. I don't know. That's kind of how I personally feel. So in terms of our rankings, what do we think? I mean, he, I mean, his stat line isn't good. I don't think it can say good, but he won. I almost want to say he's average too, because I don't feel, I don't, I don't feel comfortable saying bad either. I don't know. What do you guys no, think? Yeah. I, I think I, th- I think a quarterback who had an average day. Yeah, yeah, that that's kind of how I think. I think I think he is average for sure. Um, I'm just disappointed because I thought that he was going to be a guy who's like fighting for great spots, right? right. And I we haven't seen any greatness from him yet so far. Yeah, which is a bummer. All right, let's move on. I I want to bring up an interesting game because I mean this is one of the least or un- most unexpected outcomes of the week when the Saints absolutely destroyed Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so we'll, yeah. we'll start with what – I mean, it's got to be a woke candidate. Aaron Rodgers went 15-28 to 28 for 133, no touchdowns, two picks, and a 36 rating. I mean, that's terrible. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is killing me because he's actually making me look inward as a person. I like, <laughs> was a big defender of him for a long time, like – huge Jets fan like and for a long time the Packers were like one of my favorite NFC teams I love Rodgers and I was like oh no it's I really always went to bat for him but this past offseason I, I and it, you know I'm a huge player empowerment fan like we love the NBA it's a terrible part of the NBA these days but I just feel like the way he's been handling his relationship with the Packers I, I just couldn't help but drag that in into this poor performance week <laughs> one it was just really abysmal out there do, like do, to light that kind of duck and to even get benched terrible do we think that was part of it do we think like the whole offseason and all the drama they just weren't prepared for this game i mean there might be some miscommunication with him and lafleur he always says that lafleur doesn't let him kind of like audible and call more of his own plays like once he's under gun so <laughs> it, could, it could be i wouldn't I, i'm all for the theories that he might low-key just be like tanking i'm like th- this <laughs> week this week too will be interesting because if he's really bad again like yeah. clearly there's something wrong because we got to keep our finger on the pulse. Like, like he he's known for having like a stinker once in a while, so like that's not necessarily oh, a surprise. But if he gets destroyed again, who are they playing? Let's see, they're playing the Lions, the Detroit oh, Lions. Okay. So, there's yeah, no, so like there's no that, that'll be it. Like if he doesn't kick their ass, I mean if that game is close, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, like they'll be clear that it'll have to be like discussed whether or not he's like tanking, like just to leave or something, like pulling a James a fat James Harden or I don't know what, but there's got to be foul play. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, we definitely have brought uh, um, this up on the Hoop Fiends before, I think. And if not, we definitely have brought it up <laughs> just on the phone before. But Aaron Rodgers and Chris Paul have the same energy to me <laughs> where I appreciate their talents, 
but I think as people, they're just absolutely insufferable. And like, I, I so do kind sure of enjoy. Himself. I yeah, do kind of enjoy when things go wrong. Jeopardy. Go host yeah. Jeopardy. Like, if you're going to be such an asshole. Like, yeah, he's just like, seems like a jerk right now. Like, I get like, they did him dirty with like the Jordan Love pick and it, it was, it was rude. But like, that was like three years ago. Like, just move on. And that kind of like, happens I'm... more often than I think we'd, we'd think. I think it was a huge deal because it's Aaron Rodgers. But I feel like if you really think about it, like pr- fairly often, like like franchises, if they have like a like a mid tier, it's like a pretty good quarterback. They have to draft like a rookie just to get the fire going out from underneath them. Like what? He's been there forever. Like what did they think they were just never going to not draft a rookie at some point? Like get over it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I like I said, they needed. They've done him dirty, like you brought up. They should have been getting him weapons, maybe instead of drafting a quarterback. But just to get butthurt about it, and now maybe even yeah. ruin your team's chances this year and like i don't know it's just sour i mean it sours me and i it makes me happy to put him on the terrible list right now i'm on the terrible list well he better be careful because like that's that's pretty dangerous of a way to leave a franchise in green bay that's like like the fan base has treated you so well and like i think about him i think if if he got traded in the offseason next year um and everybody in the fan base, he kind of knew that it's just time to move on and we're going to start the new era with uh, with Jordan Love. I think that would be fine. But I think him just going out, like, clearly going, like, I don't give a crap about this anymore. Like, I'm just going to, like, lose on purpose. Yeah. That's, like, a really bad look. Like, I agree. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Definitely, definitely a terrible quarterback to be. And then and I love – um on the, on the flip side, you have Jameis kind of put in almost – not in a Jordan Love situation because he wasn't drafted, but, like, putting a little bit of pressure under Breeze, like, for the last year. And he showed up. He seemed really excited to have this opportunity. Yeah. And I honestly think he might be one of the most interesting quarterbacks to rank this week because Rodgers was so bad. <laughs> Rodgers was so terrible that it's like, how do you rank the stat line, right? Jameis Winston, five touchdowns, five touchdowns, but 14 of 20 – for 148 yards like what is that yeah it, it looks like the box score for like alabama versus mercy yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just like it was an absolute blowout i feel like it like the score was even like too close yeah like it looked like they actually just blew them out it's like i i don't know like it, is it great is it i almost want to say good because like did he really show anything did he do much i actually i want to make the case for great because it was such a, like, 180 from what Jameis usually does. He usually is just, like, airing it out, like, nonstop, picking up lots of touchdowns, but also lots of interceptions. The fact that, like, he was actually able to play into McVay's system, really reel it in, and, like, kind of, like, game manage, kind of crazy and unexpected. So, I, I want to go great just for you actually, you, playing just, into a new yeah. wheelhouse. You actually just flipped me. And I don't normally do that, but you just flipped me. That's such a good point. I'm I'm on that, Riley. Do you? I mean, it doesn't really matter much, but Riley, what's your thoughts? No, I I definitely I completely agree. I was very impressed with what I saw from him. Uh, I I I kind of gave up on Jameis, and I, I thought this thing whole thing was kind of like silly to like give it a try. But hey, man, he looks really good. I mean, if he can be fixed, watch out. I guess. Yeah, uh, I mean, it'll be week two will be a huge indicator for both of those teams because I feel like you can't like you can't really analyze this game and I, take anything away from it. Yeah, we're gonna yeah, have to keep but, up for both these guys. Yeah. 
Steve, how is your dad feeling about it? Your dad, Gary's oh, feeling a big Saints, Saints fan. I, I had to like, I had said something. He might even be listening to this. I'm not sure. He like texted me like they look really great and like whatever. It's like to me, it's like I don't, I, I, I like I just said I can't take anything away from this. I'm like, are you sure they look great? Like, uh, Alvin Kamara looked okay. I'd right, say. The Packers just look god awful. But like I take his word for it. He's the Saints guy. He got me on Marquez Callaway, who stunk, and I'm mad at him for that. But I have faith that he'll bounce back. Uh, but I don't know. I trust his gut. He thinks they look good, so I think they look good. That's my takeaway. Well, there you go. We got the source right from the field. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I just, I'm, a, I guess I'm a little bit more impressed because I, I thought that the uh, the Saints were like kind of washed. I, I wasn't expecting them to make any, a lot of noise this year. So I think it was just impressive that they were able to hold up with. The Packers, who like seem like a Super Bowl contender, grid. They who knows if they were even trying or whatever. But uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, yeah, as bad as Aaron Rodgers was, right? Like, the, Aaron Rodgers isn't also playing defense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. That's a good point. And I don't know. I guess week two they go up against Stinky Sam and the Panthers, and that'll be much a much more like, hey, uh, bigger, t- bigger tell to me. So he looks great. My favorite quarterback. Yeah, what do we talk? I mean, it's a running gag that we call him Stinky Sam in this like game of ranking quarterbacks because he's always, I I won't say always, but almost always the terrible, terrible. Oh, he's a woke so, candidate. Yeah, he's, he's always, always been Sam, and he's always been Sam. Yeah. So, uh, why don't we why don't we start with that? Stinky Sam went twenty four for thirty five against his old team in the New York Jets. For 279 and a touchdown, and he ran for a touchdown. He, he actually had five rush, rushing attempts for negative one yards and a touchdown. Love it. <laughs> that's it's such a, it, a weird-ass stat. But I, don't yeah, know, I is, thought he looked good. I, I don't know if I'm ready to say great, but I thought he looked good. I like him that good. I, I don't know what it is. I, I have no ill will towards him. We had to get rid of him. But at the same time, like, he wasn't a problem. I just don't think he had any proper guidance. I'm rooting for him. Happy to see him happy. I like him that good. He connected with his uh, his new weapons and um, got to reunite with Robbie Anderson. I was happy to see it. Oh, I like him that good. I'm going to say average. Uh, I mean, I, I guess, like, you guys have the, the tiebreaker, so my vote doesn't matter. But um, I – watching both of the quarterbacks – I was way more impressed with the rookie than I was with Sam Darnold. Regardless, I, I actually yeah. disagree. I was very impressed with what I saw from Zach Wilson coming out of the game. Uh, but I, Sam Darnold, I think I thought he was making a lot of easy throws. He wasn't doing really anything challenging, and he's the major benefactor of having Christian McCaffrey, who's just like the best offensive football player in the world. Yeah. Yeah, my my counter to that though is almost like a similar point that John brought up about Jameis. It's like Sam Sam turns the ball over like forty times a game when he was with the Jets, and it was just oh, nice. It was just nice to see him like in control of a game, uh, like managing it, leading his team to a victory. And like, yeah, he had Christian McCaffrey, but to me, I just thought the performance was very good. It wasn't against a good team, and I see, I understand the average point of view, and like. I think I'm just – I like Sam, and I'm just happy he's succeeding, which is probably my bias leading me to good. But I, I, I see your viewpoint. Uh, well, so let me ask you guys this. Who do you – what do you think – who do you think is more likely to win a playoff game first? Uh, get, uh, Sam Darnold or Carson Wentz? Hmm. Uh, I would say Carson Wentz just because the Colts' defense is good. And, like, I feel like they could steal, like – 
like the Colts were in the playoffs last year, you know, like they, he could just lead his team there again. And then the defense is good and could lead him to a win. Whereas Sam still needs to elevate the Panthers to a level where they can make the playoffs. And then he, yeah. need to lead them to he a has win. more heavy lifting to do. I feel like I trust Frank Reich and the Colts and their system. That's a good comparison though. I love Matt rule and I'm in on the Panthers this year too, but I, to win a playoff game, I'd probably say the Colts. Yeah. I, I think I would, I would agree too. All right. So I, I guess we'll I, put, oh, don't you go ahead. No, it's just, I, I, I was going to jump over to Zach, but before we, I, I like, hey, well, are we locking in Sam at good? Yeah. yeah I, I, I'm I think not, I'm if not you guys want to do it. Yeah. I'm going to leave it on my vote for good. Yeah. If you guys want to do it, I'm fine with it, I guess. You're out. You're outvoted. You're outvoted and you're outlasted. Yeah. I guess. So. <laughs> I, was just, I think Zach, though, has very similar to Mac Jones, where like, maybe the, uh, the stat line wasn't super indicative, but like just the eye test, he looked like he's gonna be pretty exciting this year. Yeah, I thought a lot of it just wasn't his fault. I mean, in the fir- if you look at this as a tale of two halves, I would say the first half he was terrible, but then the second half I thought he was pretty good. And like, I don't think that's a lot of his fault. I think it was the game plan, I think it was the offensive line and losing Becton and having to adjust, which that sucks. Becton is freaking awesome, oh, he's awesome. Um, like yeah. I'm so I'm so happy. Well, it's a uh, double-edged sword because I'm upset he got hurt, but I'm so happy he's not out for the year. And like it seems like he's going to be able to come back, which is huge at some point. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, yeah. I mean, his stat line was 20 to 37 for 258, two touchdowns, interception, and an 82 rating, which on paper in the end isn't that bad. I I think I'm okay saying average. I yeah I I think again on paper very average. I was more worried about, like, well, actually watching him, he looks, like, incredibly prepared, and I'm, like, very worried that he's going to be really good. I had this conversation with Joe, and I saw him on Sunday. Joe thinks I'm trying to, like, reverse psychology by, yeah. like, myself to, like – It's all part of a greater like, plan. It, I mean, it also – it honestly may be, like, uh, but he he just looks unreal, like, already. He looks really, really smart and put together. He reminds me of Pat Mahomes. And uh, oh, yeah, wow. I mean, it's just—it's jarring for me as a Jets fan. He's used to having like the likes of like just recently, Ryan Fitzpatrick, like Sam, like Sam Darnold. All these guys are just stuck in the pocket, not doing things. So, I mean, to have a mobile quarterback is pretty insane to me. Yeah, yeah, I, that I couldn't agree more. I think it's—I think he showed flashes. I think there's potential there. I would—I I think you should be happy to have him as your quarterback. I'm excited yeah, going for it. Could sure. be could be a dominant era. All right, and but, before we move on, it's actually – we have a surprise – well, not surprise guest. We did expect him to uh, join us at some point here. Here he uh, is. I'm going to admit him into the room here. Uh, it's like I'm WrestleMania. Is this our first Royal Rumble instance on the machines <laughs> pods? John, did you go to a, you went to AEW yesterday? Oh, wait, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. my god! I'm the, yeah, what's how was that, that at some point? First of all, how first... did that come about? How did that come about? And you need to tell us how it was. It was surreal. It was a, actually, I mean, I went in as someone who hasn't like watched professional wrestling a handful of years, but I'm slowly getting into AEW because CM Punk, an all-time favorite of mine, is uh, making his like returned wrestling after giving UFC a go the past seven years. So I started watching AEW about a month ago. I'm like, oh, this is actually pretty exciting. Easy to hop into right on TNT, and like the atmosphere was just electric. Love to be a part of it, and it was oddly enough my first return to a professional sports setting since the pandemic. So oh, true. all that. I didn't think about that. That's dope. Uh, anyway, we we kind of just upstaged the uh, entrance of our pal JP with that. But JP, welcome to the pod. Are you here? Can you hear us? 
Hello. Hey, look who it is. Hey. How are you? Uh, how are you holding up after that? Uh, you know what just happened. Very bad. <laughs> very very bad. I'm what's so the sad. season? What's the season going forward going to look like after that turnout tonight? It's just all over. <laughs> <laughs> There's no point. It's everything. Who's, who's the culprit? Dexter Lawrence. Yeah. I thought he was pretty. I, I was always like of the camp that he was going to be really good because he was like really good in in uh, college. But I guess he's like guess he's not. like not bad though. <laughs> he just did something really stupid. Yeah, it's like the one bad thing he does costs us a game. Yeah. Well, I was literally saying I said it to Riley pre-pod. Baby. I was like, well, at least at least your team didn't lose twice like mine did. Yours won the yeah. Mine literally lost twice. <laughs> And I well, had to watch the other should, team celebrate both times. Should we talk about Daniel Jones's week one performance now? Oh, that's perfect. I, uh, I, I just had my uh, I had my quarterback, so I'm gonna let the other John take over. This is the f- first time someone's come into a pod mid pod, but it's also the first time someone taps out. JP, good luck, guys. I'm excited to hop back in next week. Yeah, thanks for joining us, John. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Catch you guys next time. All right, uh, JP. Actually, would you also mind taking over your usual role, uh, role as stack guy? I've I've been doing both stack guy and recording at the same time, and it's not it's hard. I would be honored. Oh, that's that's huge to hear. And I'll uh, while while you do that and get ready, I'll uh, I'll update you kind of what we've come up with so far. Uh, our our only terrible quarterback that we got to was our boy Aaron Rodgers. I'm sure you can't argue that one. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, our bad quarterbacks so far are Andy Dalton, Trevor Lawrence, and Ryan Tannehill. I don't know how you feel about Tannehill being ranked. I, bad. I agree. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm surprised yeah. you missed your overall. Mr. overall okay, it's one game. Don't don't get ahead <laughs> of yourself. <laughs> but this one game, you bad. That's fair. It, it's it's been a bad start. Yeah. Our average quarterbacks: you got Carson Wentz, Mac Jones, and Tua. Okay. Our good quarterbacks, we have Tyrod and not question mark Stinky Sam. Not, not question mark Stinky Sam. He might, okay, not, yeah. he might not be stinky anymore. I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna do about that. I I, I still have my doubts. I think yeah. he may be stinky. He could be. We'll we'll find out soon. And then our great quarterback so far, we had Stafford, Dak, Brady, Kyler, Russ, and Jameis. A lot of great performances so far. Okay, I agree with all those. All right, so are you ready to go? Keep rolling? Uh, yeah, absolutely. All right, we'll start with your Giants and Broncos game. Let's go with that first. Uh, whoever you, whoever, whatever you want to start with, you can start with. All right, we'll go Bridgewater first. He was uh, 28 of 36 for 264 yards and two passing touchdowns. I mean, I, I'm tempted to say good. Like I was gonna say, I think that's pretty good. It, like, it I, is good. The, the, he's like the definition of an average quarterback, but like he looked good, and I don't know. Like, are the Broncos the Giants good? defense? The Giants defense is actually like not bad. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they they made Tyrell Heineke look like an all star tonight, but they're they're not okay. Last year they were not bad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I know. I I mean, I I think there was a lot of interesting expectations going into that game. I don't think I necessarily knew who was going to win, but I thought it would be a close game. But Teddy, 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 two gloves kind of was in control and dominated that football game. I thought, and even with one of his receivers getting hurt too. 
this was is hurt. like the bowl. This is like the bowl of like uh, teams that like a bunch of like NFL hipsters are like in on. Like these teams, like oh, don't sleep on the Giants, don't sleep yeah. on the Broncos. So it, it, I'm glad that like they got to face each other right out of the gate and yeah. prove that. I, I, I was impressed with either one of them, but yeah, I, I was kind of weird that Teddy Bridgewater was able to like play very well. I, that's way better than I expected from him. Yeah, uh, to answer your question, Jerry Judy, like, I, I don't think he broke his ankle, but he really hurt his ankle. Yeah, he, yeah. He's, like, fine now. It, it, the, it looked really bad on camera, but he's, like, fine now. Yeah. All right. So, consensus good? Did anyone not vote good? No, I think he's good. All right. Now, now to your shining star quarterback. Uh, Danny Dimes. Uh, he went 22 of 37 for 267 yards and a touchdown, and he ran for 27 yards and had a rushing touchdown. But I'm going to note it was with one second left when they were down 27 to 7. And also didn't he fumble at least, like, twice? He At least, I don't know, twice, but he I know for sure he lost one fumble. Yeah, I mean... When they, when they were driving down the field, too, to add insult I mean, injury. I'm, like, taking away that rushing touchdown from the stat line in my analysis and just saying he was bad. Like, I, that just I, wasn't good. Yeah, I mean, that's, like, actually the definition of a garbage time touchdown. Yeah. So no, I just, I, uh, not impressed. Yeah, I mean, I, he just, like, bad. isn't good. I, I mean, is that the consensus at this point? He's just not a good quarterback, and they, like, probably are going to have to move on. Yeah, I mean – we're not talking about tonight's game because this is, you know, time I was technically week two, but he played well tonight. But he I looked think. better. He looked better tonight. But he, yeah. I, I mean, there's just still issues there. It's like, I don't know. I don't know if you can rely on this guy. He, like, looks good running the ball, too, which is really weird. But then he has these fumble issues, which didn't occur tonight, but occurred last week. And it's like, are they going to figure out whatever's going on with this guy? I don't know. They'll obviously have 15 more weeks to do so, but. I think the, the ball's really in his court to just prove that he could be the guy. Like, he has the weapons now. Saquon's yeah, healthy. Yeah, I mean, Holiday's you're all here. Good. Yeah. Like, it, it'll be good if he's good is like, I would the only issue. For the Ravens to have your weapons. Like, I would die. But I agree. But for now, I got to say bad. Anyone not build bad? No, I think he's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just bad. Just bad. All right. I mean, yeah. while while we're shitting on each other's quarterbacks, why don't we do my quarterback? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was, you seem so giddy. <laughs> that hurt my feelings. <laughs> right. I'm ready. I'm ready to drag Lamar. Yeah. All right. So Lamar went 19 of 30 for 235 yards, one touchdown, and he ran for 86 and lost twice. And he, he fumbled twice, including two very important fumbles. Oh, like the Carl Nassib one at the end? Yeah, and the, he had one in the fourth quarter. I think there was, like, a stat. He was, like, the only quarterback to, like, ever fumble in fourth quarter and overtime or something, too. Just, just like, Yikes. not good. But, like, I mean, I'm going to be the advocate and say, like, our team freaking stinks. He, he put the team on his back and tried everything and to do everything for our team to win. The offensive line was the worst I've ever seen it. Our receivers actually played well for once, which is never new. But Mark Andrews dropped a key ball right before that fumble, and it's like that nobody blocked for him. Our running backs couldn't block. I'm not – I'm saying average. I'm saying average. Well, yeah, I was going to say – I was making fun of Lamar, but in the defense of him, I think the Baltimore Ravens have the worst skill position group 
of the entire NFL. I think I'd rather I think I'd rather have Alabama's wide receivers than the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, imagine they had Jalen Waddle and uh, Devontae Smith, like all these guys that just came out of Alabama. Like, yeah, imagine if they had one of them. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. When, yeah, imagine we had Rashad Bateman, but no, he's hurt. Just like our yep. whole running back team. Like that's too, that's the other thing too is like we're we're dealing with a running back situation which just is unprecedented. It's unfair what happened to them, and that's a huge part of our game. And Lamar, I thought, was able to adjust well. And, I mean, they he won us the game. He drove down, got us a field goal, but then they gave the ball back with 20 – I think it was 30 seconds. The defense allowed two quick, uh, like, 30-yard passes, and then they kicked a 55-yard field goal to send it to OT, and then all the nonsense that happened in OT. It's like, how much can you blame him? I I almost want to say good. I, it wasn't his fault. But the fumbles the fumbles were what brings me down to ass. Yeah, I'm not going to go that hold far. I'm not going to go that far for good, but I, yeah, I would say average. I think. I, I think, I think if you take, average. I think if you take away those two crucial fumbles, I would be very, uh, very argumentative that it was a good performance. But I think it has to be average. Would you feel the same way with those two fumbles instead of being lost fumbles or picks? If in your ass- ass- assessment of good or bad. Well, so if they were picks, I would say, I'd almost say he was bad if they were picks but my the reason i'm saying average because they're fumbles is because the offensive line just couldn't block and he was just getting walloped so it's like almost it's almost the same as like if there were two picks but the receivers just like dropped the kind of like how we assessed brady you weren't here but like brady was three touchdowns two picks but if you watch that game his two picks were like one was just dropped by the running back and one was a hail mary at the end of the half so it's like are they two picks yeah but are they his fault not really Lamar, the same vein. I mean, yeah, he has to hold on to the ball, but when you the offensive line cannot block for a second and you're just getting destroyed in like 30 in three seconds, it's not all his fault, which is why, again, I'll say average. I was also going to say, I think Steve would be more fine, more fine with Lamar throwing two picks because that means he's actually throwing the football. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't again, but and he like by default was kind of a running back that game because of the running back injuries. There, uh, oh that game. I, well, sh- <laughs> shut up. <laughs> All right, that I'm done. average. JP, what's your vote? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I I want to say bad because he has to protect the ball in these crucial moments. But what you're saying is making a lot of sense. Where they have no running back, so he has to run the ball, and the O line stinks. So he's running for his life. Yeah, but I, I, I pitched to you again that, yeah, the fumble in overtime was bad, but it never they should have won the game before overtime if his entire team didn't let him down. He led a game-winning drive that would have won the team game. Justin Tucker kicked a field goal of 30 seconds, and that should have been it. You'd think that was it, and he would have ended the game with one fumble. So, like, there's a lot at play here that just I think it should be average. I, I I'm going to say average, yeah. Yeah, good. Now, now your vote doesn't even matter, JP. I don't even. I, don't even I agree. I agree. <laughs> no, but I just I am so upset because the performance itself. Like I, I, I had so much faith in him. I'm like, if we're gonna win this game, it's gonna be on his back. And then he like did it, and then they blew it again. The defense blew it for him, and then he choked in overtime. So it's like, oh, it was the worst of both worlds. Ugh. Yeah, especially like. Like that's a game they hundred percent should have won. Like, yeah, and now we play the Chiefs week two, and we're—I mean, there's like three percent chance we'll win that game. You guys, you guys could join the Giants in the O and two club, true. All right, but 
On the other side, give us Derek Carr because he had a weird stat line. Uh, Derek Carr went 34 of 56 for 435 yards. He threw 56 times? Yeah. (laughs) What the heck? Uh, Two touchdowns and a pick. What was that? I don't know. I want to give analysis. I'm my analysis is that I'm in the Derek Carr hive, and I always have been, and I always will be. Derek Carr gang rise up. Um, very impressed. I, I, I think I, – I can't even imagine throwing 56 times. He, he probably feels like Jacob deGrom. His arm is just, like, cooked. Like, I don't even know what, what you do with that. But, uh, yeah, I was very impressed. I, he, he made a couple crucial and really impressive throws. I, I love Derek Carr. JP, what are your thoughts? Uh, I'll keep it short and sweet. Uh, he had a good game, so I'm gonna say good, especially <laughs> All right. with especially with the you know the game winner. You know, it can't say average at that point. Yeah, and then I mean, I, I I would try and be an asshole and be like, well, he threw a pick in overtime, but like that was also just not his fault. It was just like off Willie Sneed's head, and then they got picked. So like he literally won the game twice for them, if you think about it. So I'll I'll begrudgingly say good. Yeah, well, well then he had that other pick that like should have been a pick if Marla Humphrey even knew he had a pick. Oh yeah, for, yeah, that was that was insane. But uh, I'm surprised no one like caught that in the moment. It was like in his hands, and he just didn't realize. I don't know what he was doing, but I'm pretty sure he yeah. threw it down, and then someone on the Raiders like ran over and picked it up just. In- case like someone did notice he actually caught it yeah and like technically that would be like a fumble recovery for the raiders that's true all right did that game make did that game make you guys think about the raiders in a different way no yeah (laughs) no me me neither (laughs) i give them a a tiny bit of credit because the ravens are like good but like are we i'm like worried we're not i mean you guys are so hurt though that's a problem I'm like genuinely concerned we might go like seven and ten this year and like not be good. It's literally gonna be how much Lamar can elevate these guys. But I really I I'm just gonna get sad if we keep talking about the Ravens. Can we <laughs> just pick a different game? Uh, can we talk about Joe Burrow and how awesome he is? Yeah, that I mean, that game was actually really good, even though I thought it was gonna be shitty. I okay. thought that. <laughs> the the Joe Burrow versus Kirk Cousins is so great for me personally because it's one of my favorite players, like someone I absolutely love versus someone I absolutely despise. So it's yeah. always fun to watch. Uh, give but, us some stats, Peach. All right, we'll start with Burrow. Uh, he went 20 for 27, 261 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, and he, I mean, he won them the game in overtime. He won, led them on a game-winning drive. I'll say good. I thought he was pretty good the entire game. He looked like yeah, a vet already. Good. Yeah, he looked in control. I agree. Especially after missing, like, half of last year with, like, a torn ACL or whatever he had. And all the and all it, the shit that everyone talked about, their offensive line, like, he was able to overcome all that and just look good and have a good game and lead the team to a win. Over and his pal Jamar, Jamar Chase, yeah. too, his pal Jamar Chase. Yeah, he's he got a lot get... of shit too. Everyone's like, "Oh, this man just keeps dropping balls in preseason," but they they just looked good. Um, that's another reason I'm scared for the Ravens because if they're good, I mean, then our whole division's gonna be good. But us, it's like, oh god. <laughs> if if the Bengals are good, that's a real problem. Yeah. 
Is anyone anti good for Joe Burrow? No, I'm I'm very very happy with Joe. Yeah, I'm good with that. And on the other side, JP's favorite quarterback, Kirk oh. Cousins. <laughs> uh. My guy Kirk went 36 of 49 for 351 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, I thought he was good too. And if the, there was a bullshit fumble call in overtime that a lot of people are protesting, I'm, he they probably would have won the game if that didn't happen. And I'll probably say, I'm saying good for him as well. He just pisses me off because I feel like he just doesn't throw beyond the line of scrimmage. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> It's like he, he's like a different annoying than he was. I feel like when he was in Washington, he was annoying in that he would just like chuck the ball and it would go sailing over wide receivers' heads. Like Jameson Crowder <laughs> would just have like a ball like 10 yards down the field from where it was. Now he like won't do that and he's just like throwing like dink passes. Yeah. It's like a complete change of philosophy. Yeah. It's just Which annoying. I mean, yeah, we, yeah, not like say anything against like his stat line or anything. It's just annoying. Not, yeah, not I, what I, I like. guarantee you he'll be back in the average spot, if not next week, in the next couple of weeks. We he, we always find a way to get him down to average. Yeah, where he belongs. All right. Uh, when we go to a different game, uh, let's do the game that upset me the most: so Pittsburgh and Buffalo. Um. Yeah. Uh, not not a fan of that game at all. I just – I can't believe the Bills lost. I, I couldn't believe the Steelers had anything. I'm so anti-Steelers, just thinking they're frauds and whatnot. And they didn't look good. Najee Harris didn't look good. But they still found a way to damn freaking win. It's like the Bills really couldn't just win that game. Can you give us some stat lines, Peach, to anger me more? Sure. We'll start with uh, Big Ben. He was 18 for 32. Uh, for 188 yards and one touchdown. I mean, that's average. Like, he wasn't good. No, he wasn't good. That was like, oh, I'm bad. But if, if they lost, I would have said bad. It was actually a pretty boring game. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, it wasn't really fun. No, not at all. It was there was like that one cool Claypool catch. Yeah, it was awful. Um, I mean, is anyone not going to say – Average here because I can't think of a case at all for it to not. No, be I think it's definitely average. Yeah, there's no argument against that. But then on the other, where we're at, Josh Allen stats is like, how the hell do we rank this man? Josh Allen was 30 of 51 for 270 yards and a touchdown with 44 rush yards. I mean, that's average too. Am I crazy? Like, what? It wasn't good either. And that wasn't. That's bad. like the Josh Allen performance from like two years ago. That yeah, that was literally vintage like. Before he was good, Josh Allen, you're right. And it's like, I don't think he's going to be back there, though. I think it was just a one-off game. Everyone just has one-off games against the Steelers, and it's infuriating. Is their defense, like, good? Is that why that's, like, a trend? I mean, it was really good last year. It's still good, but, like, it's not – like, they have a really good pass rush. And I think – I was, like, reading and listening to some stuff and different pods and whatever, and it's like they just aren't a good matchup for Pittsburgh because, like, they're – the way that they block and run schemes or whatever – it just the Pittsburgh pass rush can overpower them and kind of dominate the backfield and get into Josh Allen's face much easier than a lot of teams. So it just led to this boring football game where no one could do anything because the Steelers' offense has also got awful somehow, even though they have three great receivers. So it's – I don't even want to get started. I could just rant about how much I hate that football team so much. So to me, very simple both average and move on because, I mean, 
that's just boring stuff. Sounds good to me. <laughs> uh, Riley, you still here with us? Did we lose Riley Morgan? No, I was doing my uh, – I did vintage Zoom thing where I was just on mute by accident. Oh, classic <laughs> mute. All right. Classic. I was like, I was like, did this just turn solo? What just happened? <laughs> no, uh, it, that game was very disappointing because everybody thought that game was going to be good, and it wasn't. It yeah. was just uninteresting. Typical yeah. Steelers football. Basically sums it up. All right, we got three games. All right, we, we have four games left. Jesus Christ. The, the, when we rank quarterbacks, it always does this. It just takes forever. And we're just like, oh, my God, we only, we've done this many. So this more to go. It's like, it's um, like I just, I really just don't want to talk about Jared Goff today. Like, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Or give us Jared Goff's stat line. We're not going to say anything and just rank them. Go. <laughs> All right. Jared Goff, 38 of 57, 338 yards. Three touchdowns, one pick. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I was actually going to say, like, we probably should say something. Yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> so, kind of better than I was expecting, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I, I, like, forgot, too, because they were oh, – but that's, like, garbage shit. Because they were down by, like, 30 and then, like, fought back into the game, covered the spread and whatnot. I don't want to credit for that. It was 31-10. They were losing at halftime. Oh, that stat line's actually infuriating. Oh my God! What, do you want to say something about it? Because I'm I just got my blood pulled. Well, I would say Jared Goff just like he looks like he belongs in a Lions uniform already. Like he it's, just, he's just mediocre. Exactly. It's just I, I okay. And then even though we said this about the Ravens, it's actually rings true for the Lions. I, they have the worst wide receiver core of any team I've ever seen in my That's life. That's true. Like I would, I'm very happy that I do not have theirs. Yeah, I mean, as, as disappointing as Marquise Brown can be, at least he's not Ross St. Brown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ra would be such a typical Raven, actually, if you think about it. I'm not yeah, surprised Ar- he's not on the Ravens. Ra will definitely – he's definitely going to be on the team next year. Yeah. All right. I'm looking All right. at their receiving stats right now, and their top three receivers were – Hawkinson, who's a tight end, and then Swift and Jamal Williams, who are both running backs. All their receivers stink. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, hate me, but I'm saying average. I don't care. That I'm not saying that was good. I refuse. <laughs> well, I mean, it, a lot of it was just garbage time, like down like three, four possessions. So all yeah. they could do was pass the ball. Well, and then again, to your point, if he's throwing to his tight end and his two running backs, those are like short routes, like – I don't think that's that impressive. I mean, no. it's impressive in the fact that, like, they hung with the 49ers of all teams out of nowhere. But, yeah, I, I don't think it was that great. Anyone against average? No. I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. I'm happy Jared Goff. Good. I'm happy Jared Goff is now just in Detroit. He's just going to waste away. And yeah, Sean he belongs at average, and he'll probably be there, if not bad or terrible most weeks. On the other side, how did you? I don't even know what Jimmy's stats look like, so I'm curious to see what it kind of sounds like. All right, Jimmy G, uh, 17 to 25 for 314 yards and the touchdown. I mean, he kind of did what he did what he's supposed to do, right? I mean, he beat up a bad team, but and then I know Trey Lance stole one of his touchdowns on like a run play or something too. Yeah, he, exactly. he, had, he had one one pass for five yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Was Trey so Lance. like. I mean, that's better than – like, is, is that good? I would say it's good. I, I, I think It's definitely not great. 
Garoppolo is now becoming what Andy Dalton in Cincinnati was, where I think he's just like just good enough to like get you by. He's not going to win you any games. But I don't think he's going to lose you any games. Yeah, and then just like if he plays fine, like he did this game, just do what he's supposed to do. They just run the ball a ton. Their defense is good. They're going to win games. I'm sure we'll get a better read on them if they play a real football team that has receivers. But for now, I'm good with good. Yeah. But could, could I use this point in the show to just bring up that I'm getting kind of annoyed with Kyle Shanahan. Like, he has so many offensive weapons that, like, sometimes he, he, he just becomes, like, a jerk and, like, doesn't know when he wants to use them or when he doesn't want to use them and, like, just, like, will remove, like, really well, Yeah, the Brandon for... Ayuk saga. Like, that we talked did about. Did he even play? He did, but just didn't, like, he just stood on the field, I think. It was a decoy. They didn't use him once. I think they read he had played 50 snaps or something. Or yeah. Or just a decent amount of snaps, but they just didn't involve him whatsoever because he was hurt. And it's like, what are what? Like, is that a lot? He, he, he doesn't even have a single target. Yeah, like that's crazy. And Debo went off. It's like, what what are they they these game plans they figure out? It's like, you know their running back next week is gonna be some guy we've never heard of. It's probably gonna be hasty because nobody thinks <laughs> it's gonna be hasty. Exactly. I was shocked that they didn't even play uh sermon. Well, that's the thing. It's what are they thinking? And like, you know, they're going to activate him. It could be him next week. That's like, I. It's going to be anybody with the guy Elijah Mitchell because that would make sense. Yeah, no, yeah. He, Kyle, Kyle Shannon just hates fantasy football. I think. Yeah. Like, I don't, I want, everyone's picking on Mitchell now. Yeah. All right. Well, that's enough on that. That, that game was so stupid. Like, I, I feel bad <laughs> for anybody who bet on the 49ers minus eight and a half because that is just so unfortunate, and I'm. Luckily, it wasn't me, but I'm, I'm sorry if you did out there. Oh, the line was eight and a half. That's heartbreaking. It started at seven and a half and then went to eight and a half. And then or I think it ended up maybe even nine or something. But that's just heartbreaking because that's an easy win. You're counting it as a win. And then out of nowhere, heartbreak. It, it's a shame John had to hop off before we did this because he's the biggest of all golf defenders. Yeah, I would have loved to hear his take and how he, he probably would have argued good. I would be like, no, I refuse. <laughs> All right. And, uh, I don't even yeah. know. I don't even know what other games there were. I could. I, I think. I thought we ran out of teams. I thought so too. And there's still three games left. <laughs> That's it. It doesn't <laughs> end. We got to. We got to talk about the AC game, which was Philly and Atlanta. And I mean, again, that was another game to me, which was kind of like Green Bay and New Orleans, where it was like I don't. I almost don't think I could take anything away from it because Atlanta just looked like they weren't prepared and ready to play football. So it's like I. Maybe the Eagles are for real and Jalen Hurts is actually good, but I just I need another week to watch those two teams play because I don't understand what happened at all. I think Matt Ryan's just washed. It could be. I don't know. I, I like he, he very well could be. And like, but they, I mean, new coach, new system, new running backs. It's like I, that that whole game didn't really seem to make much sense to me. It's like the Eagles were supposed to be really bad too. Yeah, Jalen Hurts literally looked like an MVP. What were his stats, JP? Uh, Hurts, 27 to 35 for 264 yards and three touchdowns and 62 rush yards. I mean, he's pretty that's, impressive. That's that's a great performance. Yeah, I think it's great. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't I, know as, I, as much as I what, hate to say it. Yeah, what makes it that much greater is just, it was just unexpected. Everyone was shitting on him all off season. Everyone's like, can he actually be the quarterback? I wanted Joe Flacco. A lot of people wanted Minshew, but no, he showed a lot of people. Excuse me, he showed a lot of people up. Yeah, uh, definitely, definitely 
a good performance. But I also agree that I think it, a lot of this is just beaten up on the poor old Falcons. Yeah, I don't know for sure. And I mean, I don't love the stats on the top of my head, but I'm almost certainly thinking Matt Ryan was terrible over stats. Uh, 21 to 35 for 164 yards. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's that's horrible. So terrible. That's terrible. And honestly would be probably a vote candidate if Rodgers didn't almost have it locked up. The, the Look, longest play. Right. Yeah. The longest play of one of their receivers was 18 yards. Oh my God. That's terrible. Hey, how do you draft a wide receiver or a tight end slash wide receiver? the fourth overall pick and then always score six points on an offense that like shouldn't happen it just seems yeah like i said it might they just like seemed unprepared and like not ready to play football and the, they're like i said ryan's lucky he didn't have a storyline going for him like rogers did otherwise like he'd probably be the world of the week oh for sure all right yeah. moving on we're almost done we gotta finish this up uh, i'm glad that we crushed through that game because yeah, <laughs> that game stunk there's not even anything to talk about um, why don't we go to uh, actually, uh, we'll finish with the good game. We'll, we'll go right now to the Chargers and Washington football team. Uh, I mean, from that game, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick got hurt right away, so it's like there's not a lot to take away from it. But I thought Heineke looked good, Heineke kind of looks like he's doing, and we already kind of have a sneak peek into the future to know he looked good against the Giants, too. Uh... But... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, we can't really rank Fitzpatrick. I'll just throw him at average because he threw like five passes. But uh, on the other side, Herbert looked good. I thought. I don't know whose stats you want to read first, JP. You can you can decide. I'll start with Heineke. Uh, he was eleven for fifteen, uh, one hundred twenty-two yards and a touchdown, and seventeen rush yards. I mean, given the circumstances, I think that just has to be average too. I can't say that's yeah. good. I mean, only 122 yards would be like kind of a crime to give him good. Yeah, right. I don't. I also. Don't, how long did he play? Like three quarters. I don't. Even I think. Remember. I think like three and a half. I don't know for sure though, but they only threw 15 passes, so it couldn't have been that. Or they just ran the ball shit ton too. They probably just weren't game planned and ready to use him. So when he had to come in, they're like, all right, let's just run it a shit ton. Yeah, I, I think that usually happens. It's like the most predictable thing in the world when a back and quarterback comes in, like. I would, I'd, I'd be willing to bet every money, all the money in my bank account that whenever a backup quarterback comes in, the, the coach, the offensive coordinator always does like a run play up the middle. Always. Yeah. Just like get around. yeah. But yeah, I, I really can't take anything away from that performance. So we'll break it down more when we do week two. Cause I, I mean, I, I'm going to just get talking about that game more if I wanted to, but I mean, Herbert on the other side, one, it was really good that the chargers like were able to finally win a close game. But Herbert himself, I mean, he didn't look great, I didn't think. The Washington has a good defense, but there was nothing special that stuck out for me about him. What were his stats in the end? Uh, 31 of 47 for 337 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Yeah, like, is that – I don't think that's – like, that's not good, is it? I'd probably almost say average about that as well. Yeah, it's average. I, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of attempts, so the yards are high. Um, so average is my my pick. I, I think we just got, just chalk it up to like the skins having. Oh, sorry, the football team having a good defense and just an average performance for all three of these quarterbacks. Yeah, and I think to your point, Steve. Just while it's not that impressive a quarterback performance, it's an impressive team win because that's a hundred percent the kind of thing that the old Chargers team is losing. Right. 
Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's close it out with uh, another one of the games of the week, probably one of the better games. Uh, Houston, Kansas City – or, sorry, Cleveland, Kansas City. Uh, I mean, the Chiefs went down early again, and Mahomes always finds a way to freaking win a football game. I wish that – I would do anything for that man to be my quarterback. I'd take a bullet for that man. He's great. I don't even need to see a stat line. Does anyone else? Uh like he just has like that it factor where like the, he like I'm always like in shock when he loses a football game. It's it, it barely ever happens. It only happened in the Super Bowl, really. Like it, it's weird. the only game he's ever line. lost by more than one possession. Yeah, that's I mean, weird. And his offensive line just let him down big time. Like it's that it wasn't even much of his fault. I mean, he was incredible. Hill looked incredible. There's not even a lot to take away from it. It's just and honestly more to take away from the on the Brown side. I think. How did Baker? What were Baker's stats? Uh, Baker was twenty-one to twenty-eight for three hundred twenty-one yards and a pick. And they, I think they ran for like four touchdowns, right? Yes. Yeah. So, like that—that's honestly one of the more interesting uh, takeaways of Week One. It's like the Browns were able to keep up with KC, but did Baker look that good? I don't know. But we may be talking differently if he threw for four touchdowns, you know, instead of running for four touchdowns. So it's. What it, well, I don't know. How do you take it, Riley? I don't it, It's just crazy that we're so far into the Baker Mayfield experience and we still don't really know if he's any good or not. We don't know anything about him. It's crazy. <laughs> like, he, like I would, he had a good year last year, but I, it's just like a, not enough to like give like a final like distinction on how good he actually is. Yeah, like right. I would almost like low key be worried if I was a Cleveland fan. Because like if you're, they're going to pay him a lot of money next year, probably, and I don't know if he's like worth it. I mean, he's he's probably worth it in the sense that like he's your franchise guy, he's like the only franchise quarterback they've ever had. But like, I don't really know how good he is. <laughs> well, making an interesting comparison, it's almost like they're in a Joe Flacco type situation. But like the only obviously the only difference is Baker hasn't won a Super Bowl. But I mean, Joe Flacco wasn't that good but like we were in a position we just kind of had to throw him max money it's like he's our guy what else are we gonna do and it kind of set us back for like four or five years after that because we couldn't build around him and it's like that type of thing could happen to cleveland if baker's not really truly the guy yeah exactly i mean i'm i was still overall impressed with him i think he he has it's it's so weird to say that he still has potential but like i see a lot of potential in him to be like a really good like uh like field general and kind of just like keep control of the game but i don't really i still don't know if you you can't really trust him to win you a game like we saw it again at the end like trying to leave that fourth quarter drive he just completely fell apart at the end um and yeah i i would say it, it was an overall good performance but i'm still kind of disappointed and like lacking uh anything from him as a quarterback in general yeah, i i weirdly want to say good as well it's like on paper it wasn't good but I test like who he was playing. I do agree. I think it was good. And JP, you're kind of outvoted. If you want to vote differently, what do you think? Well, the numbers say average, but I'm looking at like the scoring summary, and three of the touchdowns were all five yards or less runs. Right. Like he um, made so the he, he got them yeah. into like very deep in the red zone. Um, it's just the play calling gave the rushing touchdowns the ultimate, like, you know final right. score I don't, yeah and i i don't feel great holding that against them so I, I i'm good with good i think sometimes you just gotta use the eye test in these situations especially when i watched a lot of the game so i actually like know he was pretty good 
didn't make too many mistakes. So I'm good with that. And that kind of, that, that actually wraps it up. So we have, all we have left is naming our Woten Goat. I mean, Woat, do we even need to discuss? The only terrible options are Rodgers and Ryan. We have to go Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the storyline's safe, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I I think it would just be funny if we picked Matt Ryan just because it's like, <laughs> like he, he is, he was so bad that he was like actually like forgotten about how bad he was. Yeah. Like nobody's think, talking about it. Yeah. I think that's honestly what saves him in a way. It's like if people, people didn't expect, like people aren't that surprised that he was that bad. Whereas Rogers is the big storyline because of all the drama leading up to the season. I think it's way too perfect for him to be our woke, but on a normal week, Matt Ryan very well would have a good chance of making it. Yeah, for sure. Goat, yeah, I goat, uh, agree. Goat is an interesting debate. We have a lot of quarterbacks to choose from. We have Stafford, Dak, Brady, Kyler, Russ, Jameis, Jalen Hurts, and Mahomes. I don't know. I don't even know where I'm leaning. I think there's a few that I'm considering, but I don't know, man. I mean, I think you could go Stafford. Just the, the storyline, his debut, but like you said, there were a lot of cake throws, and it wasn't like the necessarily the greatest performance. It was more the bill, uh, the Bears just sucking. The Dak and Brady game is interesting, but Dak lost, so you can't do Dak. And Brady, I mean, he had the picks, but he has the opening day storyline. Kyler had the greatest performance probably, but it was in a meaningless game that felt like they were dogs and he won. Russ and Jameis had weird stats, like they had big stats, but like I don't know. Does anyone have any gut that's telling them go? It, I mean, it, it's kind of weird, but I feel like Jameis uh, kind of takes the cake on this one. Uh, he just, I was just very impressed with him, and he's like kind of been the the talk of like all NFL discussion now is like wow, like maybe we were wrong about this guy to give up on him so early. Like he may be fixed. He may be able to be fixed by Sean Payton. Um, yeah. I, I understand like it may be a little bit early to start like crowding him, like the dude who can be like the go to the week, especially because he's been like riding the bench for over a year. But um, I, I thought I was very impressed with him, but I'm willing to hear other arguments. I think what holds him back is more so the 150 yards or whatever it was. And I, I, I know it's basic, but – could it be Mahomes? Just, I mean, we didn't even read his stats because we knew he was great, but he was 27 to 36, 337 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. And I mean, he led the comeback. He led his team to a win in one of the better games of the day. I mean, is it him? Or, I mean, if we're going story, I don't know. It could be Kyler, five touchdowns. This is actually one of the harder goat debates we've ever had. Yeah, I, I don't know, JP. What do you think? Um, Originally, I was going to cast my vote towards uh, Jameis just because, you know, the five touchdowns. But it was like in a blowout win. Um, and the 148 yards, I think, is like a little underwhelming to like think about in terms of like the GOAT conversation. Um, ultimately, I would probably give my vote to Mahomes just because he was able to lead a, a comeback over a team that's like actually like very good. And his stats are just immaculate like they always are. Yeah, I think he yeah. has more so the game flow narrative going for him. Whereas, like, these the Kyler and Russ games, like, yeah, they did great. But, like, does anyone actually care that they did great? I don't. Like, it was meaningless football games. And I think Jameis is the only other option because of the narratives and storylines, just like the reason we gave Rodgers the vote. 
But I think a lot of his performance was because Rodgers was the woke. So I think I, I, I kind of lean towards Mahomes too. But if Riley, if you have one last argument for anyone else, I'd be willing to hear it out before I cast So vote. No, I'm good. I'm good with Mahomes. I think I think that's fair. I, I he 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 could just be the goat every single week. Yeah, most of the time he probably will be. It's very basic, but he ended up being the week one goat. How, how about that? The worst ever is Aaron Rodgers and the goats Mahomes. That's that's an interesting combo to start the year. Yeah, that that is definitely odd. The 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 one of the MVP runner ups is the the goat of the week, and then. The word of the week is the Kurt is the MVP. Yeah. That's interesting. All right. Well, that'll do it for our first week of ranking quarterbacks. This is going to be an interesting pod whenever we do decide to record it. Like I said, this is going to be all over the place every week. Who knows where it's going to bring us. JP Jordan, mid, mid, mid podcast after a Giants loss, half depressed. So we give him credit for that. Thanks for joining us, Peach. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. Um, we'll uh, hope to do this more. Um, make sure you give us follows on at Hoopfiends on at Hoopfiends Pod. Sorry, on Twitter and Instagram. We're doing a lot of different stuff right now. We're doing the NFL Fantasy Survivor Football League, whatever we call it. That's a hoot and a half. You got to check out those pods. And other than that, we'll catch you twice next week for this and that. So we'll see you then. Another episode of your favorite show.